Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 56. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. If this is your first time here, thank you for taking some time out of your precious pre-med day to be here and learn with <laughs> learn with me because let's be honest, Brian, who is the co-host, knows it all when it comes to the MCAT. It's me that makes a fool of myself when I am answering questions. So welcome to the club if you're struggling answering questions. We help you here at the MCAT Podcast not only break down questions, but go over strategies and other things. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. All right, Brian, let's talk about... MCAT test strategy, specifically the, the anatomy and, and physiology of answering a question. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we've talked in the past about dealing with the passages, right? Using the scratch paper and, and, and all that stuff. But we haven't talked about actually dissecting the question itself. Um, and the thing about answering an individual MCAT question is that, um, you know, at, at Next Step, we're really very much uh, fans of not having a whole lot of like jargon or like, you know, here's the 17th step method for analyzing the question, which, you know, you get from some MCAT books. Because the notion is all of your attention and all of your focus and mental energy should be on the actual content of the question itself. So at Next Step, we don't have a method for answering the questions. We have what I think of as a rhythm, mm -hmm. a, just a mental rhythm that you go through whenever you're answering um, really any MCAT question. I mean, it could be science or, or verbal or whatever. Um, so the idea is... First, I mean, obviously, just read the question, right? I mean, of course, the first thing you have to do is read it. But the, I, the, I would, the, I would, I would question that as, as like kind of the obvious thing. I think a lot of students are are taught and they hear that they should read the answers first and then go to the question and go, okay, now I know what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or even worse, like read the answer choices at first before you even start reading the passage or some mm -hmm. like really weird stuff like that. Yeah. And that's all like weird holdovers from the ACT or, you know, from all those old exams we take in junior high and high school, which are just so different from the MCAT. And we want to get rid of all those old bad habits. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just, you start off, of course, by reading the question itself. And when I say uh, that there's a rhythm to it, what I mean is you then have to take, take a beat, take a breath, right? You have to read the question and pause for just a moment. And ask yourself the question, now, wait a minute, what are they really asking here? Or, or what am I doing with this question? Because the rhythm that most people have kind of thoughtlessly is they read the question 
in this just like pell-mell rush forward, right? Because it's test day, they're anxious. Oh my gosh, it's the real thing. Go, go, go. Clock is ticking. That they start plowing through the answer choices or, or going right back to the passage that they don't just ask themselves, wait a minute, what did they actually even ask me to do here? What was the real, what was the question itself? Mm-hmm. And Ryan, I got to tell you, after working with hundreds of tutoring students, I can't tell you how many literally tens of thousands of times over my career, I've just watched a student as they kind of flail around on a question and then just had, you know, I told them, okay, no, hold on just a minute here. You're, you're really struggling. Let's take a breath. What did the question ask you for? And then have the student go, oh, right. They wanted blah, blah, blah. Because they got themselves so twisted up in the answer choices and so twisted up in the passage that they completely lost sight of what they're doing. So, so, so this is a strategy for passages and discretes? For literally any time they ask you a question, you just read the question first and take a beat. Okay, what am I doing? Or, okay, what are they asking me? It, in our course, we call it rephrase, right? Read and rephrase. Okay. In your own words, what am I doing here? Then once you've done that, once you've taken that mental breath and and figured, okay, this is what the question is actually asking me to do. Do I solve it? Do I go look something up? Is it a discrete or a passage based? So then you do whatever the research is that you need to do, right? Maybe you're outside knowledge. Maybe it's some math on the scratch paper. You know, you you crank through the solution of the problem uh, and then you go and you check the answer choices and see which one fits the idea that's in your head. Now, there's a little bit of a, a dichotomy here. Um, where you can do a kind of predicting approach where you read the question and rephrase it in your own terms and you come up in advance with I'm looking for XYZ and then you go look for it among the answer choices. Or you can go, well, this is what the question asked me. I understand what I'm supposed to be doing here. Then I'm going to do process of elimination. I'm just going to dive right into the answer choices and start crossing them off. Neither one of those is inherently better they both have strength and, strengths and weaknesses to either predict or to do process of elimination. And so often what I say to students is you just have to try it and figure out what works best for you. Just in the same way that, that Ryan, when we talked about highlighting versus note-taking versus skimming, the, uh, there's no right answer there. It's whatever works best for you. So with questions, read, rephrase, do any necessary research you need to do, and then either make a prediction or do process of elimination, whatever works best for you. Okay. When a student is looking at the answers, we've talked a lot about uh, when we've covered questions on different podcasts, you've brought up this idea of extreme answers. How can a student easily find those extreme answers and, and hopefully throw those out to make their chances of getting the right answer higher? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a very common thing, especially in the cars section. Um, And so what students are looking for in terms of extreme answers that are, um, we can't say wrong, right? We can't say extreme is always wrong because that itself would be extreme, but are less likely to be right. Um, It's really just those big categorical words. So words like always, never, only, must, you know, any of those big strong words or Um, when they phrase things as if it was a certain fact. So if they said something like X uh, will be found to have increased Y or something, rather than saying would or might, or maybe if they just you, you categorically is or will, 
um, that often ends up being too extreme for the right answer. Okay. Any other thoughts on breaking down the questions? Yep. If you ever run into trouble while you're answering a question, if you get the classic, I got it down to two syndrome, like, oh, I can always get it down to two. Remember, first, reread the question. Because if you got it down to two and you really can't figure out which one's the right answer, that doesn't mean that somehow both of those are like potentially good choices. There's only one good choice. And so rather than going back and rereading all four answer choices or reading the whole passage, if it's a passage-based question, start by just rereading the question. Make sure you understood what the goal was and then reconsider those two answer choices. Reread the question, and I would add, based on what you just said, rephrase it. Remember that that rephrase. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right, so there you have it. MCAT question strategy. How to break it down, how to narrow down your answers, how to rephrase the question, and so much more. So MCAT strategy, hopefully that helps. If this helps you, and you haven't listened to the other podcasts that I host, over at mededmedia.com. I would love for you to check them out, M-E-D-E-D-Media.com. Go check out the pre-med years, old pre-meds podcasts, specialty stories, so many podcasts to choose from. Hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next time here at the MCAT Podcast when we talk about super scoring and how medical schools look at multiple MCAT tests. Have a great week. See you next time.